This is episode number 83 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health, and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, friends. Jesse here. Before we get into today's To Birth and Beyond podcast episode, I wanted to let you know that I have a free, brand new, totally done for you freebie that is available for you to download in the show notes of today's episode. It is called the postnatal consultation form. And it is the consultation form I've been using with post-pregnancy clients for years in my business when I bring a new client into my coaching practice. So it is ready for you to use in your business, in your practice with initial consults or client intakes with postpartum people and moms. 55 questions to help you inquire about sensitive information in a compassionate manner on topics such as pregnancy and infant loss, pelvic health, pelvic floor function, relationship to their body image, their mindset around exercise and foods, their pronouns, their gender identity, their values from their culture, race, and more. You can go to the link in the show notes today to get the postnatal consultation form or go to jessiemundell.com slash consult to download it now. And you can start emailing it off or printing it off to the postpartum people in your business if you are an exercise professional, a coach, a physiotherapist, a physical therapist, or any health practitioner who works with postpartum people. Hey everyone, welcome on to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jessie Mundell. Anita is almost done her summer break from the podcast. We cannot wait to have her back in September for some new and fun episodes. So we're so close. I'm going to record this solo episode today talking about something that we've actually touched upon multiple times on the podcast, but I wanted to have a standalone episode on it because I still get asked about this so, so often. And that is making the decision to have another baby. And I'm going to frame it as such because that is what I was going through making the decision if I wanted to have another baby. That was what my husband Randy and I were going through. I know that there are so many nuances to this, but all I can speak from is my experience directly. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. This is, again, is something that I've shared on quite a bit over the last almost two years. It's been almost two years since we found out that we were unexpectedly pregnant with our second baby. And since I've been sharing about that journey, 
I have had so many conversations with people who were scared to share that they were feeling similarly to me. And I'll explain more about that in a second. And so many conversations with community members here from the podcast, with my community and with my clients. So I just, I know that this is a conversation that we're not having enough and people still feel some guilt or some shame around that. So I'm hopeful that if we continue to hear these stories from other people that we know that this is okay and this is fine and this is normal and this is hard and it is, it is important to be talking about. So let's get into it. So on October 25th, 2017, I took a positive pregnancy test that I in no way wanted to see was positive. So I'm going to back up and explain where I was coming from in that situation. So when I was pregnant with our first baby, Steele, who is now four years old, at the time I'm recording this, I always said that we would see how it went with the first one. Because of course, when you're pregnant, even if it's your first baby or you have your first baby, you're, you get questions on when you're going to have the next one. When's the second baby coming? I got those questions as early as two weeks postpartum with our first baby when I was experiencing a lot of trauma from that birth. So I got those questions when I was still pregnant with our first baby. When are you going to have another one? And I got those questions immediately after I had just given birth to that baby. My answer is always the same. We'll see how it goes with the first one. We're not sure. And while that was what I believed, I always felt like, yeah, we're going to have another one. We're going to have two kids. That is what Randy and I had talked about multiple times before. And I still felt that way, honestly, throughout the first few early postpartum months with steel. And then things started to shift for me. I started to feel that, no, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to have another one. Randy didn't know if he wanted to have another one. I, we would have this conversation between us often. And what was interesting was that again, after those first early few postpartum months, just when postpartum was so challenging, having our first baby was such a shock to the system. Randy would bring up the thought of having a second baby. And I eventually had to ask him to stop talking about it. I could not even entertain the idea of it. It was, it would make me anxious. I could feel the anxiety building whenever he would even broach that subject with me. So eventually I just had to say, we can't talk about this anymore. I cannot even fathom the idea of going through another pregnancy, of having another newborn and having an older kid, a toddler. I couldn't think about it. It was, there was so much fear and anxiety wrapped up in that for me, imagining what it would be like to have another pregnancy that was 
uh, nausea filled with a toddler running around imagining the shift again to my business to my work that I love so deeply like I didn't I did not want to go through that again of taking time away from the work that I love first baby was tough on our marriage that first year and I was imagining that it would be so brutally awful on us in a partnership to add another baby into the mix I was frustrated imagining going through another pregnancy and postpartum period physically. It just all felt frustrating. And the big thing for me was imagining going into another birth. The recovery from my, from Steele's birth, that first baby was really difficult. And this is something that I've talked at length about. We were planning a home birth. It turned into an emergency C-section. I was so well supported by every medical professional throughout those few days and in the operating room that day when Steele was born. Couldn't have asked for a better experience in that regard. But post-birth, I did experience some PTSD symptoms. Considering another birth felt like walking into a fire for me. It was so overwhelming on the senses to even imagine what I would want or what I would choose. We're recovering from that birth. Basically, I didn't want to do it all again. I didn't want to do it all again. So by the time I got to be about a year postpartum that first time, Randy and I were not discussing having a second baby anytime soon. It was basically the conversation for now was off the table. At that point, I was feeling like, ask me in another year. I think by two years, I'll be ready. So two years postpartum came around. And at that point, we were really strongly considering that, no, we weren't going to have any more kids. We weren't going to try to have any more kids I really, before I go any further, I want to acknowledge how lucky we were to be in a position where that was a choice that we were able to make to get pregnant. We got pregnant quite easily, quite quickly the first time around. Um, And we were expecting that that might likely happen again for us. Again, I just want to recognize how lucky and the layers of privilege that exist in me being able to talk about it from this angle. So at two years postpartum, we had really decided that we're probably going to have one kid. And that was going to be what our family looked like a family of three. And I had told Randy so many times that, yes, I think that that is what I want but deep down in like the depth of my soul that I couldn't even speak about, I thought, I don't know. I don't know. I think that I did want a second baby at some point. The thought of having one, the thought of us being a family of three, for whatever reason, it just, I knew it wasn't aligned. I knew it wasn't aligned. Something felt off about it. 
So we got pregnant unexpectedly, October 25th, 2017, which was just over two years postpartum. We got pregnant and it was awful. It was terrible. I will probably never forget that day that I saw that positive pregnancy test. It is burned into my memory. My husband actually wasn't home. Funny story. Both times I found out I have been pregnant, I have texted him to tell him the news. So I texted him this day. He was actually away. He was out of the country. He was coming back, which was supposed to be that day, but instead got pushed the next day. I texted him and basically said, fuck, oh no, I'm pregnant. I cried on the floor. I screamed. Our two-year-old was at day home for a few hours that morning, thankfully. My first thought was abortion that we were not going to have this baby. It really sent me into a spiral of fear. I was so terrified by the idea of having to do all of this stuff again. Pregnancy, birth, postpartum, newborn, all the shifts and changes that that would um that that would force in our life. I was so um, so emotional about it. There were so many emotions for me. That's all I could think about. I couldn't rationalize about it for, gosh, a number of weeks. I booked that abortion and I didn't know what I was going to do. My husband was on board with whatever I wanted to choose about my body. And that was obviously what I wanted and needed from him. And at the same time, I just wanted him to tell me exactly what he wanted. So the night before that abortion appointment, we flipped a coin dozens of times in our kitchen, standing across the kitchen island from each other, flipping this coin. I took a picture of it that night. I sometimes look back on it and just imagine what we were feeling in that moment. We had no decision made by the time I went to bed that night. I cried myself to sleep, set my alarm in time to get up to go to that abortion appointment. My alarm went off. I walked downstairs. I sat on the couch in the dark and just cried and I didn't go. And that baby is 14 months now. But what I really wanna touch on here today is that while in that moment I decided that we were going to have this baby or we were going to continue with this pregnancy, wherever that would lead us, I still couldn't say that I wanted to be pregnant right now. I couldn't say I want to have another baby right now. There was so much dread wrapped up in it for me. And I know that a lot of people can feel a lot of guilt by saying that. I don't feel guilty by saying that. 
it's just the honest truth. And I believe in the depths of my soul that we need more honest conversations about how difficult pregnancy, postpartum, and parenting are, can be, and are. So I couldn't say I wanted to be pregnant. Randy and I had so many conversations about this over the next months of this pregnancy to the end of that pregnancy. I could not say I wanted to be pregnant. I couldn't say I wanted to have a baby. But I knew that this was how it was supposed to go. I couldn't explain it to him. I could barely explain it to myself. I just, I just knew that this is the right path. And at the same time was terrified, was dreadful. I feel like you can only possibly imagine the scenario if you have felt it or you are feeling it right now. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. There's no words for it. It's just a feeling. So what I again want to be clear with what I talk to people about sometimes too is that the pregnancy itself was really a difficult time. I didn't feel excited. I was just scared. I was just uncertain the whole pregnancy if this was the right move if this was the best decision. I was scared the whole pregnancy. I didn't get to a point where I was like, yes, can't wait. This is going to be amazing. This is exactly what our family is supposed to look like. I wasn't saying those things out loud. I wasn't feeling them. I was just uncertain, dreadful, sick, exhausted. It was a really hard time. And if you're going through that, just know that I see you in this. And it is a hard time. Theo was born by scheduled C-section at 39 weeks and three days, June 25th. I'll never forget the moments before walking down the hallway into that operating room. It's a very weird thing to walk yourself into the operating room, knowing that you're not going to walk out of there, that you're not going to be pregnant anymore, that they are going to take that body, that baby out of your body. It was very strange, but I felt very right about that. By the time we got there, I knew that that was how this baby was supposed to be born. I didn't know how I was going to feel about this baby. My baby at the time, my steel, she was my baby. And it felt so weird to know that I was going to have two babies. <sighs> From the moment they lifted him over the curtain in that C-section, I just knew. I just knew that he was, he was it. He was the one. I'll... Never forget that moment as well, too. Or I hope I never forget that moment, too, because it was such relief. I'm tearing up right now. I do every time I picture it. It was such relief to see his face. 
I knew that he was the one, that baby that we were supposed to have. He was the fourth member of our family. (sighs) And it was exactly right from that moment on. And it has been exactly right for the last 14 months. I don't want you to feel like this is the decision that you need to make if you are also in a difficult experience right now deciding if you want to have another baby or if you're going to keep a pregnancy that you currently have. I don't want to impress upon anyone that this is the right decision for everyone because it's not. It's not. And I don't even have any really good advice on how you can make this decision for yourself. For me, it was all about like a deep trust, getting quiet, (laughs) crying and screaming a lot, and really tuning in to my gut instinct. Like, what, what is it? What am I feeling here? It was super helpful for me uh, in a counseling session, writing out a list of all the emotions I was feeling, and then how can I get rational about those things too? That was probably the most helpful exercise I did around it. But I just knew, I just knew that this was the baby that was supposed to come in to our family. And again, describing that feeling, like there aren't really words for it. It was just visceral. I hope that that is helpful in some way, hearing me talk through it. I have a lot of compassion for myself looking back on that time. Again, it's almost been two years since I found out that I was pregnant with Theo, the baby that was going to become Theo. It's just wild really to think about all that has happened in those last two years what our family was like then, what I was like then. It was a different version of me. It was a different version of us. And Theo has shaped me into something different. That experience shaped me into something different. And our family into something different as well. And it has been a beautiful, brutal, hard the best ever time having him in our family and going through all of that. I am now so grateful that I just trusted my heart on it. So just a lot of love to you. If you are also experiencing something similar, you do not have to feel any certain way about the decision of a pregnancy. You do not have to feel any certain way in your pregnancy. There's room for all the feelings. There's room for all the emotions. And I'm not going to sit here by this mic and tell you that everything's going to be fine. You're going to be amazing afterwards. You are going to feel so relieved. You might. I do. I did. But I didn't know that going into it either. These are the things that we just have to let unfold sometimes. So love to you if you're on this journey, if you're letting it unfold. 
trust yourself, trust yourself. Even if you can't explain it to others, what's your instinct? What's your reactions? What do you know to be true? When you get quiet, what do you know to be true? Every answer could be the right one. There is not one singular right answer. Any decision you make is going to be the right one right now. All right. If you need an ear on this, please feel free to message me on Instagram on Facebook or email me. The links for that stuff will be in the show notes. I am always happy to be having these conversations. Okay, that's it for now. We'll see you next week, friends. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 